Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Bieber Bites. I'm your co-host, Miguel Morales, and join here with always your other co-host, Lars Gunderson. Lars, how we doing today, man? Doing great. Had a fun day. Went to went to our three places and also got to go hang out with some friends at Ikea up in Portland. So it's been a long, full day and a lot of being really tired, but we're, you know, we're pretty perked up right now and ready to do some recording. Yeah, for sure. I feel that. I feel... Uh, Pretty well. When we got out, I felt pretty pooped, and then you know Justin and Carrie they brought a bang. So <laughs> half a can was available. For those of you who don't know what a bang is, it's a very strong. I mean, they're not marketed as an energy drink, but it's a very strong drink with a a good amount of caffeine in it. But uh, that did the trick to kind of balance me out. Um, just kind of keep going throughout the day. But yeah, it was good, man. It was, I had fun today and just technically we've spent the day together, if I'm being honest. But, uh, I mean, it's always been, it's always fun hanging out with you, Lars. But yeah, but I mean, outside of that, what did, what did you think about our trip today about all three places? Just in general, just general thoughts. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty fun trip. It was interesting having that IKEA trip shoehorned in there. We weren't able to really focus on Beaver Bites the whole day like we did last time, uh, but still, we were were there when it was happening, and it was really fun visiting them. Got to bring a friend along to one of the places, which was fun, or two of the places. That was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, that guy we brought. His name is Nathan, so shout out to Nathan on this episode. He's one of my roommates. But, yeah, he was there with us, and, I mean, I just think the day ended on a good note, if I'm going to be honest, but we'll probably hit on that when we get there. Yeah. But first, before we dive into, you know, these places we went to, Lars, we do have a few announcements for our fan base, so what can you tell them? Yeah, we're uh, trying to get ourselves going on social media. Neither of us is super experienced with it, but uh, we're, we got ourselves on Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook now. So you can follow us on Twitter at uh, it's at Beavbites, B-E-A-V-B-I-T-E-S. And then Snapchat, we're just Beaverbites, all one word. And then on Facebook, you can just search for Beaverbites. And our uh, the, if you use the at thing, it's at Beaverbites Corvallis. Uh, another thing to keep an eye out for is we're going to do our best to change our cover photo every episode so that uh, it'll be the local place we visited. So you can kind of keep an eye out for that as a little sneak peek of what to expect. Uh, and maybe help give them, give them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And just to add to that, uh, I just want to give you guys a quick update on some stuff that was mentioned on episode one. So on episode one, we went to Imagine Coffee. I don't know if you, you, re- you remember Imagine Coffee. It feels like it was like a few days ago. What's Imagine Coffee? No, I'm just right. kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. No, but <laughs> but when we went to Imagine Coffee, I left my contact info for, you know, the guy that was working there at the time in the morning and, you know, name, contact info. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to my, you know, one of the owners here, you know, make sure they reach out to you, you know, or they'll do it on their time. And so, you know, up until now, I haven't heard anything from them, you know, to schedule an interview or ask them more questions about the place. So I just want to provide that info for you guys, you know, those who, you know, heard me say that stuff last episode. Up until now, there is no phone call nor email that has been sent to me or done. So just for you guys to know, just for you guys to keep an eye on that, hopefully by next episode, you know, I have a different response for you guys, or at least I have a date set up or something or a response from them, you know, if that's a possibility or not. Yeah. But... Honestly, we can probably just only update if there's progress from 
from here on just so we're not spending too much time talking about it. But Right, yeah, right. But just for you guys to know, uh, again, if you guys don't hear anything about that, feel free to shoot us an email at beaverbitescorvallis at gmail.com about it if you're interested. Or if you just want to know where we're at with that, feel free to do so also. Uh, but Lars, just a quick general summary, just quick recap. You know, where did we go today? You know, what what places did we visit? You know, how was our day with that? Yeah, we started out early morning. Uh we uh, went to Broken Yoke and then took our Ikea trip. After that, we uh, had some dinner at Qdoba and then finished off with a nice treat at uh, Benny's Donuts. Yes, yes. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And, man, there's – for some of these, there's some things I, you know, I'm going to have a little bit more to say about. And then there's some of those that I'm going to, you know – I'll have something to say about it, but – it won't be as, you know, for me personally, it won't be as surprising information that I'll have for the same places. But, you know, but let's go, let's go with this first place. Let's go where, you know, where <laughs> I, I I remember waking up today. I was like, okay, Larry's going to pick me up at 6.30. Wake up, 6.30. I don't see you yet, which in my head, I'm like, okay, I can maybe sleep in a little bit. But I'm like, I'm just going to call him, <laughs> see where he's at. And, and I mean, luckily you... You weren't quite up yet, so I felt like, okay, good. I can, like, close my <laughs> eyes for a little bit, and, you know, then we'll head over. But um, but this morning, we did go to Broken Yoke, and that was an early morning for us. They opened the doors at 7. Uh, things I've heard in the past is that this place gets packed, that sometimes you even got to make a line. But, I mean, that wasn't the case for us. We just kind of walked in. I didn't even get to sign into the sign-in sheet. <laughs> um, but with that, Lars, I mean – just tell us what your th- initial thoughts were. And, like, if you have prior experience there, go ahead and share that, too. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've been there in the past was just a little work get-together. Before we went into work, we uh, stopped by and got some food there. Um, and, you know, that wasn't quite the full experience because we had to order ahead of time. And it was a little a little rushed. Um, so this was really my first time just having a normal sit-down at, at Broken Yoke and getting that full experience. So, uh, yeah, walking in, it was a nicely lit place, nice and dark, subdued tones. It was very comfortable, homey. Uh, wasn't it any, like, harsh lighting or anything like that to, to throw me off? I really liked that. And then, yeah, really friendly uh, greeting right from the start. Welcome, welcomed us in, gave us a seat. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good first impressions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, with that, the man, the thing that most surprised me was the theme that was in there. I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of expecting like a more traditional, old style kind of Southern, you know, feel, you know. But mm-hmm. when I walked in, there was like all these like rock artists on the wall. The color tone, you know, kind of felt like more like, you know, the word I would use is hipster. Um, and then you just had like Bieber athletics just kind of integrated with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, kind of like, whoa, okay, this isn't your, like your standard traditional, you know, sit down breakfast, you know, restaurant. This is more of a, okay, you know, this is showing a little bit more, you know, than what an, a traditional one would show. Cause it, there's a reason they set it up like that. There's a reason why they had this scheme going on. I mean, the Bieber athletics, you know. That's maybe a given that, hey, Corvallis, go Beavs. Mm-hmm. But 
as we were talking with our waiter, Brittany, she mentioned a few things, and I just kind of want to share that. Uh, so the owner of the place, her name is Brooke, Brooke Dale, um, and she had mentioned that she loves music and sports. Therefore, you know, kind of the rock artists on the wall, therefore the Beer Athletics integrated. And then the bathroom, I know you went into the bathroom, you know, what was that like or what were your thoughts there? <laughs> yeah, it was the walls were just plastered with different uh, Beaver Athletics posters uh, just those typical ad posters you see around town, but there were more of them than I've ever seen in one place before. It was pretty cool seeing all the different uh, pictures up there for the different sports. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool how, how well you could tell that they were excited about their theme and also their the integration with the community. Um, you know, it was, it was fun seeing all the rock stars, all the people I recognized from listening to my parents' music as a kid, that Jimi Hendrix and Mick yeah. Jagger, Rod Stewart looking looking down on us for our whole meal. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they actually have this uh, play area. I, I couldn't spot it at the time. I guess it was right behind me. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Your back's facing that way, so it's like, how are you going to see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I guess a lot of uh, families will come in there with their kids, and their kids will be in there playing while they're while the parents are enjoying a nice meal. So I thought that was really cool. Kind of reminded me of the McDonald's play place, but it's nice to have that more of a local, more serious restaurant, I guess you'd say. So yeah, yeah. And also another thing, uh, Brittany, our server that day, had mentioned because I asked her questions. She was like the person closest to management there available. Uh, what she said was, you know, part of the mission or part of, you know, the vision they had for this place was so this place could be, you know, family friendly, you know, and that included, you know, involving multiple people from the community. So we're talking your athletes, we're talking your families with kids, you know, we're talking about OSU students, tailgaters, you know, anybody that's composes the OSU community, the Corvallis community, just to be able to, you know, connect there and be able to be welcomed there. And that was kind of their vision behind it. And just some, you know, fun facts about this place. You know, it was open in March of 2007. Um, one of the things you need to know about this place, in case you're ever planning on going there, is during the weekdays, Monday through Friday, they will they provide breakfast and lunch. But on the weekends... They only provide breakfast. So plan ahead for that because you and me only went, you know, this, well, today is Saturday. So we went today and only breakfast was available. Maybe we would have had a little bit of different options if we would have, you know, went at a different time or, you know, on a different day too. But Lars, let's focus on that food. It's time to talk about the food. All right. It's food time. Yeah. uh, So I ordered the hobo hash. You ordered the mother load, and then we shared a cinnamon roll. It's called uh, Big Papa's Sinful Cinnamon Roll. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, you know, let's start off with the mother load. That was yours. I got to try a few bites of it. Uh, In particular, I tried the the biscuits and gravy and the bacon. Um, You want to start off with your basic thoughts on it since it was yours? Yeah, yeah. Um, So the mother load... It's, I think it's a good representation of the little things they offer there. So you got your biscuits and gravy. You got, I ordered scrambled eggs, but eggs. You got your bacon. You got sausage. You got hash brown. And then you can change between, you know, what kind of toast you want and, you know, other options to go with your bread. Uh, I got wheat toast with butter. So it was a little bit of everything there. Uh, Personally, with the eggs and the hash brown. Pretty standard, pretty up to par, you know, kind of what you would expect for breakfast. 
you know, nothing really complain about there, you know. Uh, some of the words I used, you know, to describe it was it wasn't like necessarily extravagant, like, like, whoa, like these eggs and, you know, these hash browns, you know, it, it, it didn't like sing to me that way. But it was like pretty like, oh, you know, standard eggs, standard, you know, hash brown uh, with toast and butter. Toast and butter, always good, always good. And they're jam, though. I want, I want to throw that in real, real, real quick, real quick. And I want your thoughts on it too. The jam, homemade jam, really good, really good, really good. That was, that was up there with my highlights of the place. Yeah, it was, it was. Oh man, it's just some good jam. And, and I want you to comment on that too here in a bit. But the jam, right, right there, right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I don't think I could say the same for the bacon. So I'm a little bit sensitive to sodium. And on this occasion, this plate was, it just felt a little bit too salty for me on that bacon. Texture was fine, but the saltiness just kind of hit me. My lips were like, all right, we can't, we can't do this today, man. I'm sorry. Leave that strip alone. You know, I know you're not a food waste guy, but leave that strip on that plate. I just had to, you know, sausage. It was good. It was good sausage. Um, I think it falls in the same category with this hash browns and eggs. Standard, what breakfast should be. Now, the biscuits and gravy, I have no problem with the biscuits. The biscuits were standard, you know, texture and all that, you know. However, the gravy just fell a little bit short from what I kind of expected. Just a little bit. Uh, it was just kind of bland. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really resonate. It was just kind of like, well... Here it is. I, I ordered it, I guess. I guess I'll eat some of it. But usually when I eat biscuits and gravy, I'm like, oh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, you know? But not this one. I I can't say I can't say that, you know? And I know you got to try a little bit of my plate, too. So I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you thought about this dish. Yeah, I mean, uh, the biscuits and gravy, I, I have to agree with you there, you know? I was actually really excited for that. That was one of the main things I wanted when I walked in, just picturing breakfast food and just biscuits. Biscuits and gravy sounded really good. And then I tried that bite, and honestly, I really didn't like it. The The biscuits were fine. They were, yeah, they were solid biscuits. I agree with you there. But the gravy, I, it, it didn't do it for me. It was not only bland, but there was something about the taste that just, I don't know, gave gave the wrong impression. I I hate to say it, but kind of made me think of that, that Elmer's school glue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay. I don't want to bully okay. him. I, I, Interesting know, comparison. Was, okay. Was, yeah. It, I I really like the place. I really like the people, and and I enjoyed the meals overall. But just that that gravy, I, I did not like it. Okay. Just the taste, though, not the texture. Texture wasn't yeah. like that. No, okay. I, I got texture you. Of gravy. You know. Okay. Just to make sure, because I would have then asked you, are we talking glue stick? Are we talking liquid? <laughs> what, what, what are we going with? You know? Yeah. But I got you. No, I. That's definitely a fair point. Um, and to be honest, I mean, one thing you guys have to remember here is this is our first time coming in. You know, maybe the gravy was off that day. You know, yeah. maybe it's usually not like that. You know, they do get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. Um, but that's just our first impression. And that's what, you know, we talk about here, our first impressions about the place. So, I mean, with that dish, you know, it, just after hearing good stuff about it, specifically just with the mother load, I'm not talking about the other dishes right now, just with the mother load, I was kind of expecting more. I, I was kind of expecting more, but 
you know, I'm I'm willing to try other dishes because your dish, and we'll transition over to the hobo hash here. Yeah. Your dish was a different story. Yeah, it was a different story, and I want I want you to talk about that first. Since I got to talk about my dish first, so Lars, break this one down for us. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it, it, I really enjoyed it. It was um, the. I, I don't know how I feel about calling it a hash. The potatoes were more like little cubes. It weren't wasn't like hash brown. Right, right. But they were good cubes of, of potato. Had pretty solid flavor to them, and then had eggs, cheese, and you know bacon. I don't really remember all the ingredients. Uh, yeah, there was some ham on there, some ham. bacon. Um, you had some sort of veggies. I'm pretty sure you had yeah. uh, like onions and I want to say tomatoes. That's kind of what I remember. From yeah, the dish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, man, seems like a long time ago at this point. This it morning. does. It's been a, it's been a long day, but. No, but your initial thoughts when you took that first bite, what did you think about? Well, how did that, you know, how did that whoa, resonate with you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd kind of put it sort of in the same category as your your hash browns and eggs and stuff. Where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really do love those those scrambles and and the hash kind that that format of food. So automatically, you know, it's it's going to be really good for me. Um, I, you know, I was. Getting really good flavor from the cheese that was on it in particular, and yeah. then the potatoes were, were really good. Um, but you know, at the same time, I was kind of sitting there trying to break it down like we do with some foods, and trying to get excited about it, and I just couldn't quite get there. Uh, so I would I would agree. I, I believe you said it wasn't extravagant, but but still pretty solid. That's that's where I'd put that. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're kind of like, all right. Uh, oh, my thought just ran away. But yeah, that's yes. all right. No, I, I get you, okay. and I would definitely agree with that. Um, I did get to taste your dish a bit. Um, first thought was I should order this because <laughs> I I really liked your dish more than mine, and because yours your eggs had bacon in it, and they did not. It was not the same bacon I was eating yeah. on the other plate. Because you could not taste the saltiness. The blend was, it just created this good balance, this good enjoyable balance where you could eat this meal all the way through and be like, that is good. That is standard. That is, you know, substantial. My plate, you have everything isolated. So you get to actually taste what everything tastes separately. But when you combine all this stuff, like the way you had it presented, they just all mix together and they compensate for one another for whatever they're lacking, whatever they have too much of. It's just... I, I liked your dish better than what I yeah. had is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It was a nice solid blend of all the ingredients. It, it, it really did work well together. And I enjoyed that for sure. Yeah. But tell me about that jam because I want to get your thoughts on that. I thought it was really good jam. Yeah. So I want to I want to hear what you thought about that one. Yeah. Uh, man, that was some really good jam. It was you know, a squirt bottle. I hadn't I haven't seen that anywhere else before. That definitely caught my eye. Um but yeah, I had it. I got an English muffin with my meal, and then uh, we we swapped pieces. You know, it came with two pieces of of bread. So I gave you half my English muffin. You gave me half your toast. Yep. And, uh, so tried it on on both things, and you know that the bread, I really enjoyed both of them, the wheat bread and the the muffin. They, I just in particular noted that they were toasted like to perfection. You know, I was really yeah. happy with, with the crispiness on them. It wasn't burnt. It wasn't underdone. It was, uh, that was really impressive. Yeah. And before I, and, I cut you off quick, sorry, when take note, if you ever go to broken yoke, 
that's how you toast bread. Yeah. That's how you toast bread. <laughs> but continue, Lars, continue. I just yeah, want to make that yeah, note. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the jam. Um, super, super, super runny. You know, I'm trying to put it on. I like to to just pile on the jam. I, I love it. Um, so, but it was so runny that if I tried to do that, it just fell off onto my plate. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't lacking any flavor at all. It was this nice, like... I noticed I was looking at the ingredients. It was really simple. I think it was just strawberry, light corn syrup, and then lemon, I think is what it said. I didn't uh, quite get that, but yeah. Yeah. So I think what that lemon did was I noticed like it just had an extra freshness to it that you don't normally get from jam. It didn't have that kind of sickeningly sweet thing that some jams can have. It was right. just a nice, light, fresh uh uh, I want to say happy jam. I don't know why happy is the happy way it's coming jam. to mind. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. No, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. Because when you eat it, you're like, wow. Like, puts a little bit of a smile on your face. You're like, wow, okay. You know, it is runny and you're like, uh, I wish this wouldn't run so much. But the flavor, you're like, okay. Okay. Give me that bottle over here. No, pass it over, <laughs> yeah. you know. Then that, that's kind of what it was. Um, I would definitely say it's up there with the top highlights from that place. Mm-hmm. You know, the environment is awesome. Uh, I, I enjoy the environment. It's comfortable. Um, also, one of my good friends from way back in high school. We didn't go to the same high school. We met during our high, our high school years. Her name is McKenna. She came in like as we were leaving. But shout out to her. You know, you know, she's a super welcoming person. You know, and so I'm just like, well, if they hire people like her, you know, that means they have other employees who have similar characteristics or they're looking for people similar to her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, staff is super welcoming. And even Brittany, our server, you know, she was, you know, just checking on us like a server, being hospitable, yeah. you know, like servers should be, you know. And it yeah. and it kind of gives you like this, like, connection of this, like, community feel. So I appreciate that from them. And it, it was a good place. But yeah. I want to give the servers a, sh- a good shout out later on, but first I don't want to forget to talk about the cinnamon roll. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's start with your thoughts on that. What do you think of the cinnamon roll? Well, when they brought it out, uh, it was a big boy. Oh yeah. We we did split it. Um, now, visually, I it it didn't make my mouth water. Yeah. Um, the glaze just kind of look. I don't know, like. Usually glaze looks like nice and melty and, you know, oh, like that's going to melt in my mouth. This one didn't quite look like that. It was warm, but it didn't quite look like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, sometimes visually when food looks like that doesn't always mean it's not going to taste, you know, what it looks like. Right. So, you know, eating it, you know, it was warm, you know, it didn't quite melt in my mouth like the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish they would have been like that nice, you know melt that transition to your tongue where it just feels like it's just snowing in there and you can just like oh enjoy it you know it wasn't quite like that um for the most part it was like yeah it it was fine but it wasn't like oh man like oh i can't stop watering you know where's that napkin out of pick up this drool you know it it wasn't quite like that for me but it it was fine i would say Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know, speaking visually, one thing I noticed uh, is, you know, most cinnamon rolls, you have the white f- frosting, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, it, this one didn't have that. It was just a kind of a cinnamon sugar uh, and then some clear base to it. I'm not sure yeah. what that was. Maybe some corn syrup or something. Um, 
but yeah, it didn't have that that white frosting running over it, and really that I noticed that in the flavor too. I think that was really the main thing it was missing was was the frosting. That was what really made the difference in the cinnamon roll for me. Um, the the roll itself was, I guess, a little on the the firm end. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't really squish and melt like you say. Uh, yeah, that melt in your mouth. That's really what you want in the cinnamon roll, and the, the the roll was part of that too, and then that lack of frosting. But that what they did have on there though, that cinnamon sugar, I could scrape that off all day. That part was delicious. Oh yeah, yeah. There's with that cinnamon roll, I definitely think there's some aspects where it's like, all right, not what I'm you know expecting or looking for, but then there's some aspects where like, all right, this kind of compensates for that, and it you know it and it makes it ultimately a you know, your experience, you know, just baseline, you know, not to, it, you don't yeah. walk out of there saying, oh, that was a really bad experience, but you don't walk out of there either saying, wow, you know, I'm definitely coming back here every weekend of my life, you know, it, it's definitely not that, it's more of that middle ground of where it's like, there's parts of the food that, wow, they did really well here, and then there's part of the foods that you say, wow, I wish there was a little bit more to it or I wish it would have, you know, stood out to me this way a little bit more. You know, that's kind of what, that was kind of the impression I got with their food in general. But then again, we only had the breakfast there. We only had those two plates, the cinnamon roll. You know, we haven't tried lunch. So that might be a different story. Yeah. And that might be something for our listeners to keep in mind. Like, you know, just because we have these two dishes doesn't mean all the other dishes, you know, are reflected that way or lunch is reflected that way. Because actually... They were voted by the Daily Barometer recently as the best breakfast in Corvallis and having the best Bloody Marys also. Not by the barometer, but through a different source. Yeah. I know I know for sure through the barometer they were voted as best breakfast in Corvallis. But yeah. Bloody Marys, that is something they did receive. I don't know from who, but yeah. But, but that just goes to show that they have good stuff there. They have good stuff going on. Yeah. And that's what I get that reputation for nothing. And everything I've heard from the community has been, yeah, broken yolk is awesome. I've never heard really anything bad about them in the past. So, right. You know, I, I'm guessing as I really enjoyed that experience, I I was happy to be there. I, it was a good way to spend my money. And I kind of felt like that might've been just based on my impression of the community. That might've been one of the lower level experiences I might expect there, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I I would definitely think their forte is that welcoming aspect, that connection yeah. to the community. That's what I think will draw people back. Is they do so well in just like connecting with you on a, you know, as somebody part of the community level. Um, but I but I think with the food, you know, there there's some stuff that you're like, all right, I hope you know this progresses a little more. I hope you know they change this up, you know, a little bit more, but. Yeah, I mean, overall, good. I, I like that restaurant. Yeah. I, I would say it's an enjoyable place to go. I will say it's not necessarily, you know, not every dish will meet, you know, all the expectations you have. But it is a place where you can feel comfortable with your family. You can feel welcome. You can enjoy just a solid breakfast. Yeah. And when I say it was a lower level experience, I purely mean food wise. Everything else, I would say it was pretty top tier that was awesome Brittany was amazing she was perfectly happy to sit there and chat with us as long as we were wanted to chat about their history and her her experiences working there and all that and then there was a the guy busting tables I there was one cool moment where 
you know, I mentioned Rod Stewart was watching us eat our food. When I saw the picture, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually know it was Rod Stewart. I was wondering who it was. Texted my dad to ask him, and he wasn't hadn't gotten back to me yet. So I uh, asked this the the guy busting tables on his way by, and he's like, uh, "You know, I'm not quite sure about that. I'll be right back." And he went actually back into the kitchen, and he figured out who that was, and came back and gave us the answer. And, you know, it would have been perfectly reasonable for him to just say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know, and moved on. But the fact that he went that extra mile to figure that out was actually, was really cool. I liked that a lot. Right. And you don't feel ignored that way, which is awesome because that, that's how you feel welcome. You feel like they have heard what you have there to ask, what you, you know, what needs you have. They're there to listen, which, you know, that's reflected in an awesome way. So cool place. Go check it out. Uh, I mean... You might have a different opinion on the food when you try it, but I'm just saying go check it out at least once. You know, it's a – I don't know if it's iconic, but it's a, it's a common place, you know, you hear around the community. <laughs> but, Lars, let's move on. Where is the next place we went to after we went to Ikea? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long time at Ikea, and then our friend Nathan joined us at Kidoba. Yes, and Nathan, for those of you who don't know, is one of my roommates, so he's also in the OSU marching band, so I think that's where you two met, but um, he's a guy that, you know, goes to OSU, he's my roommate, so shout out to him really quick, but Lars, impressions about Cadoba, I don't know what your prior experience is, I don't know what your history is with them, but... First impressions or things you just picked up on when you went in there? Yeah, um, I, I I've been there plenty of times in the past. Uh, used used to super super love them and could have gone all the time, but then it, I eventually figured out that I'm actually allergic to the queso, which is kind of their signature. Oh, so that's you know, a I, I just feel bad anytime I eat that stuff. So unfortunately, I just don't don't go quite as often. But you know, they, they still have good quesadillas and stuff. But uh, anyway, um, going in, I. I really liked the service. It wasn't like in your face, like super out there, super outgoing and friendly service, but it was just very prompt and to the point and good, efficient, fast service, you know, because Kidoba is more on the end of like, yeah, more right. like fast yeah. food. So I, I really think they, they had that nailed down right. They were friendly. They got the job done and I really liked that. Uh, yeah, I noticed the aesthetic. Um, I was kind of looking at the, they, I know they painted the walls in the last year or two so they had the big uh the big beaver logos on on either side one of them was the old uh the old beaver from the from athletics and everything and then the other side was the the older um uh, what do they call that the the symbol like the more administrative symbol okay the, the big OSU the other logo yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh the institutional logo i think is what they call it um, I know they changed both of those recently, but it was just cool to see that spirit there. They're right across the street from campus, so even though they're a chain, it's, they still have that uh, that that school spirit going on, which is nice for Corvallis. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you like go to like football games or basketball games, you see them there. You know, at the concessions, you know, you can get Cadoba. Yeah. So they they have that c- connection with OSU, which. You know, I don't know if every location, every franchise, you know, that's out there does that. If they're ever near a college or an institution or just try to integrate the community. I don't know if they do that. But at least the one in Corvallis, you can see that, you know, they're tied with, you know, OSU in some way. And like at least providing like 
concessions at football games and stuff or doing stuff for students, like giving away free burritos at games and stuff like that. But before we dive in about how it was, let me just give you a little bit of background info on how this company got started. Just kind of, you know, because this is our franchise segment. So as a franchise, I just want to let you know how they got there. So funny enough, Cadoba and Chipotle started in the same city, Denver, Colorado. All right. You know, Chipotle started two years before Cadoba. So this is 1993. But in 1995, Cadoba opened its first restaurant in Denver and then started franchising two years later. So rapid growth. However, I don't really know what happened six years after that because in 2003, Jack in the Box bought him out for $45 million. So they are owned by Jack in the Box, but um, they operate independently from them. And so now, you know, there's this big franchise change. And I just thought it was funny because they're technically like Chipotle's rival and they somehow started in the same city. (laughs) So that's just a funny connection. But that's just kind of, you know, where they started, how they got to this point, and they've just had rapid growth. Because like 95, 93, that's pretty recent compared to other restaurants. And just to see how big they are now, man. Yeah. But... Lars, let's, let's talk about some of the food there. I know you and me had a little bit of different food. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you have? Uh, yeah, I had two tacos. Let me pull up the names of them here. They have their their three specials. Um, uh, yeah, I had the Drunken Yardbird and the Mad Rancher. Okay, okay. And what, what's the difference between those? Um, well, I... I I meant to pull up a, no, to take a picture of the ingredients. Don't quite have that, unfortunately. But okay. the biggest difference I noticed was that the the Mad Rancher was a little more loaded up, had a lot more variety of ingredients going on, and was more on the spicy end. I know they had a, a some kind of spicy ranch. What was the word? Sort of the P. Uh, with the P. I thought you sure it wasn't Chipotle sauce. Uh, yeah, it was Chipotle sauce in there with Picante Ranch. That's what they Picante. call it. Picante. Okay, that's yeah. what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, uh, but then the the other one, the Drunken Yard Bird, that was a lot more sparse. Just had, you know, meat and cheese and cilantro, and just all, just a handful of different things. Probably only four or five different ingredients on there. Uh, yeah, they both had the their grilled adobo chicken, um, and I I loved that chicken. That was a really really good chicken. Just perfectly juicy, tender, uh, really wonderful. Like I guess. I guess charring on the outside, that that nice, uh, what do you call that on the outside of meat? That's something to look up for a fun food fact sometime. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a name for it. I've learned it before. The outside of the meat. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring that back up. We'll yeah. bring that back we'll up. There. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a really, really delicious flavor. Just really well grilled. And I was super impressed by that. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, oh yeah, the main main difference I noticed was the the more sparse one, the the yard bird. That was that really allowed each ingredient to kind of individually flourish, and you could kind of taste it and be like, oh, there's the cilantro, there's the meat, there's the cheese, and it was really really cool on that front. Um, and then on the other hand, the the mad rancher, you, you couldn't quite get the individualism of it, but the cohesive unit that it created was its own delicious thing so that was a really cool contrast where they threw in more ingredients on the other one but 
that made it more like one cohesive thing and then the, the more individual flavors for the more sparse one. I okay. I really like that contrast. Yeah, and if I could just mention this, what stood out to me a lot was, so when I saw you bring the tacos to the table, the thing that, because I've never seen this with tacos, is those tacos look so close to authentic Mexican tacos, yeah. but not quite. <laughs> but they also don't look super like Taco Bell taco status right? with like your cheese and lettuce and all that. You know, it, it had like some like Mexican-American influence to it, but it was a, it didn't look like straight up like this is a very American Mexican taco, you know, because it was like kind of close to a Mexican taco. But at the same time, it wasn't quite that because it had a little bit of influence as a Mexican-American taco. I'm curious what that dis- difference was because I don't really – I haven't had a ton of the really authentic Mexican tacos before. So I'm curious what you – because from my perspective, those f- seemed pretty authentic to me. So I'm curious what that difference was that you noticed. I think just the prep of the ingredients. Like, for example, like Mexican tacos, small tortilla, you you know, whatever protein if you want. Lengua, carne asada, you know, apple store. It's in there, your onions, your cilantro. If you want to throw that lime on there, throw that lime on there, you know? Or, you know, hot sauce, you know? The way it was presented was, like, because you have, like, bigger chunks of onion, which usually you don't see in Mexican tacos because they're diced up nicely. You just have, like, kind of, like, bigger chunks of onion. Yeah, that was on the yard bird. Right, and then the presentation also with the cilantro, they were a little bit bigger than, like, what? (laughs) You know, and then these, like... Weird sauces. Not that these sauces could never be on Mexican tacos, but like just the way it was presented. And then you have like a, like a little dab or sprinkle of something on top of it. I don't even know what that was, but it just looked very it was, uh, like cotija cheese. It was cotija cheese. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, but the presentation, like just the pure presentation, and then also the way the meat was prepped. Hmm. You know, because I mean, you could have chicken on your tacos, but. It was just so close to a Mexican taco, but it wasn't quite there because of the way the ingredients were prepped or done. That was probably the biggest difference Um, because Mexican tacos, if you look at the ingredients, they're just prepped differently. Similar stuff, similar concept. That's why I was surprised. I was like, man, it looks so close to a Mexican taco, but it's not quite there yet. It's (laughs) not quite there yet. Um, But, I mean... I mean, yeah, I can't say much about the tacos flavor-wise. Didn't quite get to taste them, but... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I was kind of a little bit shocked just because of that visual part. However, the burrito, however, was not the same story as the impression you got on those tacos. Now, I, I was the one, I guess, that ordered the burrito, but you got to try some. So give me the impressions on that because... It was it was different than what you're describing right now about the tacos. Well, Miguel, my impression was uh, rice. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a lot of rice. One word, just rice. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I can still taste the queso in there, and then a couple of other ingredients, but really, just was a lot of rice in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would agree because it because when I was eating it, it just tasted like all right, it tasted like a mountain of rice. With a bit of meat, in this case chicken, because it was a chicken burrito. In this case, meat, some cheese, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of everything. Just shoved into this pile of rice and then just wrapped in a tortilla. Um, 
There's there's an important thing though with when you order food there. Uh, the biggest thing I've noticed is you got to be vocal with whoever's making your food because you do have the ability to say, hey, could you give me not as much rice? You know, could you give me a little bit more of this? Could you give me a little bit more of that? Because don't get me wrong, the ingredients there, they're good quality. For yeah, a fast really food chain, they're really good quality. But you have to be vocal with the people you're working with, especially because like just the impressions I got from the people on the line, they look like they were in training a little mm-hmm. bit or they just recently had just been there. Yeah. And so, you know, the ratios they were giving me were just kind of off. Yeah. And just made it taste like a like a white rice with a little bit of something else wrapped in a tortilla burrito, you know? And so you have to remember that you have to be vocal with them. You have to tell them because at the end of the day, you're paying for it all. Mm -hmm. So they should make it the way you want it. Right. Because I do believe you can get a good burrito out of there. You can get a good, well-balanced burrito out of there, but you just got to be vocal with them. You just got to let them know. Yeah. I think honestly, if you'd even just said just quick thing, just, Hey, maybe easy on the rice. And I think you would have had a fantastic burrito because you know, the guac comes on it, no extra charge, and right. their signature queso that's so delicious. And, you know, I, I think just if you just said easy on the rice, then it would have been a totally different story. So I totally, I completely agree about just get that communication going and you'll end up with a great burrito. Right. So with that, and because I don't go to Cadova a lot, I go mostly to Chipotle, so I feel comfortable with my, you know, my boys over there, you know, letting them know, hey. <laughs> Not like that, you know. Um, but here at Cadoba, I don't usually go there. So I just kind of assume like, all right, like I, I trust they're going to make it the way it's supposed to be made. And so I don't feel as vocal or as comfortable because I haven't been going there for a while because typically you get to know the people, you know, when you usually see them on a regular basis. But at Cadoba, I was just like, oh, I'll just let them do their thing, you know, and just go off of that. And so I, then I realized like I probably should have been a little bit more vocal. And probably should have told him what I wanted. And, I mean, that, that was kind of a little bit on me. But at the same time, I know they're still in training. They'll eventually probably get the ratios right. However, one thing that I did not know that is a really big upside is although you do pay more for a chicken burrito than you would, like, per se, like a Chipotle or something, there is more options and more benefits because they do not charge for queso nor guac. Mm-hmm. which I did not know because I definitely would have slapped some guac on there, but I just assumed that guac was a little bit more. And so I'm like, darn, good to know. I will remember that. So if you're ever going to Kedoba, if you like guac, slap it on there. It's not extra. Yeah, and I, if I remember correctly from other times going, I, I think any ingredient, you can throw it on there. It's just if you're asking for extra ingredients, of course, they'll upcharge you. But, uh, right. you know, you choosing one meat, maybe one rice but in general other than that i think just uh they'll throw anything on you ask for as far as i know yeah just i mean and definitely just ask just ask if you can do something ask if you can't do something ask if this is a possibility or not um because the more you ask the more you have control of how like the outcome is going to be on that meal you know mm-hmm. the better so overall you know good um I will say that with the burrito I had, I didn't quite feel as satisfied as if I would have had a burrito in other locations. Okay. Um, so I kind of wish, and maybe because was, there was just too many carbs in there, just like like super simple carbohydrates. So it's like, ah, I'm not feeling as satisfied, you know. So, but then again, it's all about 
ask. Just ask them to do this. <laughs> ask them to do that. They're, I bet they're more than happy to do it. But you got to just ask. Yeah. You know, another cool thing, uh, change the subject a little. Another cool thing about Qdoba is they, I think uh, there's those fancy Coca-Cola machines where you can add your different flavor shots. I think that's the first place I ever saw one of those. Every oh, really? time I go in, I'm really excited to play with the different drink combos. And, you know, little little pro tip here. The way to go is uh, orange vanilla high C. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Also, the different ginger ales are fun to play with, too. The large condition special, then. That's what we're yeah. calling that. Yeah, that's the one. Orange vanilla and high C. Okay. Yep. Okay, for you listeners, give it a try. See what you think. You know, you can even probably even email us and let us know what you thought about that drink. Yeah. Maybe Lars is wrong. Maybe he's right. But, yeah, I mean, Kadoba, just just a solid franchise. I, I, got, I got nothing. You know, there's nothing like, oh, yeah, they really need to step this up. They've... They've just progressed over the years, and you can see it. 1995 till now, look what there are now, you know. So, but moving on, Lars, moving on. And before we move on to this next segment, there is a change to the name. Yeah. You want to announce the new name? Oh, actually, how about you announce the previous name and then give us the new name? Yeah, so we had our three categories, the local, the chain, and the miscellaneous. We were talking to our buddy Eric and he had a pretty good suggestion. He said miscellaneous is a little boring. We need to spice up that name a bit. Yes, yes. He did give feedback. So if you guys had that same opinion or have opinions about other things, please give feedback about that stuff. We will listen and we will respond, you know. But Lars, he gave us the feedback. What happened? Well, what happened is we pulled out a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Started finding some words. That's true. And, and we settled on morsels, miscellaneous morsels. That's that's what we're calling this now. And I think you got a shout out to make on that. For I do. So funny enough, um, my my boy Jamie ran. So Jamie, shout out to you, man. Uh, I was actually at Varsity House uh, the day we got Eric's feedback or the day that feedback was reported. Um Varsity House is a Christian co-op house that I used to live in. Um, so I came over for lunch, and we were at the lunch table. Uh, we were eating food, and Jamie was diagonally across from me, like a few seats over. And he, we were just reminiscing, you know, good old times. And Jamie brought up morsel, the word morsel. So the story behind that is <laughs> uh, in the kitchen, I was a guy who would typically eat a lot. <laughs> and... Sometimes I would be stuffed, and Jamie would offer me food. I'd be like, no, man, I, I, I can't. I just ate a lot. I'm, I'm stuffed. He's like, oh, just a morsel. Just a morsel, <laughs> which is like a little bit of food, which is like a small bite of food. Like, you know, that's what a morsel is. And so when I moved out, I didn't get to see him for a while until, you know, I had lunch with him, you know. You know, uh, when was it? Thursday, you know, this past Thursday. And he said... Hey, Miguel, don't forget about the morsel. You know, you should mention that on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Jamie, I'll, I'll see what I could do about that. Oh, you know, all these like, you know, give you a shout out about it or I don't know. And and so funny enough, you know, you contacted me, you know, and then I kind of spoke to Eric afterwards, you know, about the suggestion about changing that segment name. And we were just like looking at the source. And I'm just throwing words at you. I haven't even told you about this. And I say morsel. And then you come up with, oh, miscellaneous morsel. You know, that's that's a good one. And I'm like, 
that's so funny because Jamie literally <laughs> told me, bring back the morsel. So Jamie, inspiration came back because of you. And so shout out to you, Jamie, because I wouldn't have agreed with that unless that situation would happen. Actually, I don't know if I would have or not, but you helped make the decision in a sense. So shout out to you, man. But right. Lars, where did we go for this segment? Yeah, we went to Benny's Donuts. Yeah, I've heard about it lots of times. Never been there before. Uh, it's uh, it's downtown up on the same block as U.S. Bank, just a little bit north. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty fun walking in. Just got that. I, yeah, I haven't really been in donut shops, but that's just kind of what I feel like it, it's supposed to look like in there. You know, I had their big menu board friendly service i i guess it was uh busier than than what nathan had experienced before um but yeah uh i i really liked the setup in there they had some really nice wooden tables looked like they just chopped it straight off a log and finished it up a bit and uh yeah what do you think what was your impression i man so for those of you who don't know benny's donuts it's relatively new because it it opened up January of 2016. Um, just a quick, really quick, a little bit of info. The owner, the original owner of this restaurant, his name is Benny. So it's not named after Benny the Beaver. Don't let's not let's not fall into that concept because that's what I thought. That's yeah, what legit I thought. Yeah. But the owner's name is Benny, and he is a recent OSU graduate. Uh, yeah, he actually graduated the year before me in 15. I graduated in 16. That's crazy. That, <laughs> that is just crazy. So props to this guy. But the way, like, we were just kind of looking on their, I believe, their webpage. Mm-hmm. And the way it was just kind of described as what this restaurant was is the first donut delivery service by a student for the students. And, man, it was just so unique. It. This is something that, you know... I would say kind of swept me off my feet because you walk in, you know, it's like kind of like this. At first, it feels like kind of like an ice cream shop just because of the setup they have. But then you look at the walls and it just says, I'm the donut shop, you know. <laughs> and then the tables, man, those, those tables. They were cool. <laughs> they were. Wow. You know, I had to text uh, Chris Roth. Shout out to him. If he made those tables because he does a lot of woodworking. And these were just like really well done, you know, high quality wood, you know, well done tables. And he texted me back. He's like, no, a lot of people ask me that, but they actually did them themselves. And on that same website, you know, they chose pictures of, you know, them working on that and how long it took them. Mm-hmm. So everything they have in there, you know, is all them. It's all yeah. just original, original ideas. Yeah, that they're all DIY. It said that on their website. They were going for that do it yourself theme. Exactly. And I was like, whoa, this is so different because it's not your standard donut shop. This just feels so like original, so Corvallis, so like no donut shop that you've been to before. You can't say there's another donut shop like that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, dude, right on. And I mean, that just made it easy for us to just walk up to the counter and order donuts. Yeah. But man, I don't know, just a great place. Yeah. Lars, we did have four donuts that we tried there. Yeah. And some of them were, the names weren't 
not, you know, they weren't irrational, but some of them were pretty unique. Yeah. So what, you want to name off a few we had there? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we each picked up two of them and shared them. And, um, yeah, what, what were the four we had? So you had the traditional uh, classic chocolate with sprinkles. And then also the Marionberry with rosemary. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. And then I ordered the, the cold brew, cold brew donut. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this one is the one that really got me, and it was just too odd for me not to order it. It was lemon lavender with pepper. Yeah. And, yeah, that means black pepper, just like sprinkling pepper on there. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean – where do we even begin? Let's let's just start off with that classic because I think that would be easier for for all of us. But the classic chocolate donut with sprinkles. What did you think? Man, it was good. Like, you know, I I never used to be much of a donut guy, and I mostly just have you know the 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 bulk ones that are somewhat cheap. And hang, I was blown away. They have they had fresh ones they had just just made. Nice and warm. They dip it in that themselves. They do the sprinkles right there in front of you. Just takes a few seconds, and then they have this freshly prepared donut for you. And my f- initial flavor of that was this weird, like, fruity sweetness that I couldn't figure out. And it just went into this decadent chocolate. It was just so, so good. And it was all nice and warm from the fresh donuts. And I was astonished that the dough itself, the donut itself... Normally, I don't really like donuts that much themselves. I like the the frosting and the sprinkles. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. But the donut itself was just so good. (laughs) I I would want – no, not even 100. 1,000% agree with you. Wow. So it it was funny because – so when I eat food for the first time, I get a sniff just to see what, you know, it smells like, see what I – you know, maybe there's something fishy in there. I lift this thing to my nose, kind of approaching my mouth, and the scent, I kid you not, that first time that I smelled it, I felt like tiny arms came out of that donut, <laughs> grabbed my cheeks, opened my mouth, and just put that donut in there. It just, the scent just elevated me to, I was like, wow, like, whoo, I'm getting excited right now, and it just boop, popped right in, you know, oh, you're, you're savoring it, that chocolate, oh, that chocolate. And it wasn't like super thick, overwhelming chocolate, but it was like it had that right viscosity to it. So you're like, oh, man, that is so good. And the the donut, like the actual donut, like not even with the chocolate or the sprinkles, fresh, just fresh. Yeah. The When we were ordering, the girl, when she was making them, she's like, oh, hold up. Let me go get you a fresh batch because these are old. So you know that they care about keeping the freshness of those donuts. And you can definitely tell in that taste. Yeah. You can so tell in that donut, wow, this is fresh. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably the only t- only the second time I've had a warm donut. Man, that is something I've been missing out on in my life, that what's fresh out of the oven warm. Yeah. That was just so, so good. Man, I never thought I could get so excited about a third of a donut. <laughs> There's these small little circles, yeah. and we cut them into thirds to share it three ways, and... Man, it was just an experience for that third of a donut. Yeah, and that just it just elevated you like your spirit because I mean today was long for us, yeah. so just having that donut, oh, <laughs> you just feel like you know you're on a fluffy cloud, you know, enjoying <laughs> deliciousness all around you, and 
And we had three more to go, so we're like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, heck yeah, we're going to eat these. And so, oh man, these other flavors, though. Let, let's let's jump into these other flavors. I think the chocolate, the classic chocolate donut with sprinkles is a good baseline. Just a, wow, good good place to start. Yeah. But this next one, the Marionberry with Rosemary. Weird, really weird concept, but thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it still had those same traits with that nice, fresh, warm donut, and that's going to carry through to all of them, and that's really the foundation that makes them so good. You could throw just about any topping on there, and it's going to be delicious. But yeah, the Marionberry, I, I love Marionberry. That's a great flavor to me, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I wouldn't put it up there with the chocolate quite, uh, right? but it was, it was a solid flavor. I really liked it. The rosemary, I, I, I was, I was like, oh, why are we putting rosemary on a donut? That's weird. And at first, I couldn't even really taste it. But then, as I kept chewing and got to the end of the bite, it just put this nice little aftertaste and almost like a smell, almost like an after smell in there. That was just a nice little yeah. cap on the end of the donut. That was really cool. Yeah, and it and it seems like even every aspect of the donut, the scent, the taste, the texture, the feel, everything. Before and even after it goes in your mouth, it's just so great. Yeah. It's just so great. Like with this uh, Marionberry with rosemary. So at first, you know, you pop it in. All right, you can taste the Marionberry, you know, taste a little bit of that Oregon-ness, you know. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, wow, this is, you know, really good. But that rosemary at the end, because we kind of had to like on that second bite kind of chew slowly to see what it did. It For me, it just like kind of like gave you that extra little elevation towards the very end to to end on that like nice little like kind of putting like a little bow on a present type deal that's what it kind of did in my mouth where it was like oh yeah you know mm-hmm. that's what the rosemary because it's weird like i i honestly feel it because like i don't use rosemary too much it's pretty good on some things but on there it i don't know what it did but it just gave that donut a good ending to that marionberry it just settled well yeah. It just settled well on that palate. You're like, whoa, you know. And it's it is weird to think, why why the heck would you put rosemary on a donut? Yeah, you know. And whew. yeah, one thing I want to emphasize here is like it's not like there was rosemary made into this Marionberry frosting. Right. It was the Marionberry frosting on the donut, and then the rosemary was just like sprinkles on the top. Yeah, they and sprinkled that's what the they stuff. Did. Anytime we say you know the lemon lavender with pepper or the or the Chocolate with sprinkles, marionberry with rosemary, it's all the same. They, they have their main frosting, and then they sprinkle something on top, and that's what the width is. And that, that was really cool how it kind of was this nice little garnish on the flavor. Yeah. yeah. No, I would definitely agree. And here's the thing, though. For those of you who don't like rosemary, if you taste this, I think this will get you a step closer to to- at least tolerating it a little bit more. Yeah. If you if you despise rosemary, try one of these, and then reassess what you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Just just do that. Just do that. And if you don't like it, they're always willing to not put it on. You can say, please don't put the rosemary on there. Mm-hmm. They're more than willing to do that. Yeah. But man, was I surprised. I was surprised. I was like, I didn't know this combination could even be good. Yeah. You know, but but this next donut, Lars. This next donut. This next donut's so good, I almost think we should skip it and move on. Don't even get me started with this next donut. All right. The cold brew. Man. Cold brew. Where do you even start with this? Lars, 
it's man just pour your like, heart out right now it's like the perfect food man it's so good that same freshness of donut that same idea and instead of like sprinkling something weird on there i think they just sprinkled some coffee grounds on there yeah so you bring the thing up to your face and you smell it oh it makes me think of my dad's coffee that he roasts and brews at home just Oh, man, like memories of my childhood. That smell is so good. I love the smell of coffee, and they just perfectly capture it in that donut. And that's when I could really relate to what you were saying about the arms grabbing your face and shoving the donut in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you take that bite. Oh, man, it tastes it tastes like cold brew. They're not lying to you. It's not. It tastes like coffee. Cold brew is the correct name for that donut. That's what it tastes like. It's, it's legit. And also, here's the thing. I'm not a coffee drinker, man. I... I'm not even the closest thing to, well, um, I do have coffee every now and then, like, I don't know, two, three times a year, but um, I can't, I don't really have a true opinion about coffee, but this donut, man, this donut, you know, basically reconciled, you know, my stance on, I don't want to be addicted to coffee to being able to enjoy it for what it is and having appreciation for it. Cause what this tasted to me was like taking a donut dipping it in cold brew not having it ruined by the liquid in case those of you who are listening hate the texture of when it, you know bread is wet yeah you know and and just enjoying like basically cold brew but in the shape of a donut in the form of a donut yeah. and it was so good like i'm not even a coffee drinker i'm like whoa yeah whoa my my blown like a thousand fireworks in your head and you're like oh man and then like even when it's gone you you take like whatever frosting is left and whatever little, I don't know, the residue of the cold brew donuts, you're just like licking it. You're like, oh, that is so good. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Just amazing for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, all I I have to say right now to you guys is if you're going to Benny's Donuts, make sure you have a cold brew donut in there. Yeah. And if you're ever getting somebody Benny's Donuts as a gift, Throw in the cold brew. Throw in the cold brew. You can't go wrong. You it's, you can't go wrong. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> you, you, you just can't go wrong with it. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it. I Yeah. I don't even think words can even explain yeah. how overwhelmed I get when I have it. Yeah. And all three of us, we took a we took a poll, the three of us around the table. Who what was your favorite donut? Nathan really liked the chocolate one a lot, and I don't blame him. That one was a, a, a good second place good. for me. But all three of us agreed that's the best donut by far. Yeah. Amazing donut. Yeah. Just, man. But, but, but let's move on, man. Just thinking about it, I just kind of want to go back and get a dozen or, yeah. you know, pop them in. But last one, man. Lemon lavender with pepper. Yeah. It certainly satisfied my expectation of having a weird donut. <laughs> uh, that, that lavender was, was potent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, lavender's a weird flavor to me. I, I do enjoy it, especially the smell of it. Um, the taste of it, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I never regret having it. Not one of my favorites. Um, uh, this one, I don't think it quite had the same mastery of the other ones as far as blending the flavors go. Um, okay. I couldn't taste the lemon at all, if I'm being honest. And then the pepper... I think they were kind of trying to go for the same thing as the rosemary before, where it's kind of that garnishment at the end of the flavor. And I could see that, and I could see that effort, but it just didn't quite execute the same for me. Yeah. Um, 
But one thing I will say about both of those two, the Marionberry with rose, rosemary and the lemon lavender with pepper, I'd say those ones are more about the smell to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you bring it to your face and you take a sniff and it's just like, whoa, what is this? Am I about to eat a tea? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like a little bite-sized tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you take a bite and the, what you're doing, you're eating a, a tea donut. It's, it's, it's odd and it's worth the experience to try that. And I've really, really enjoyed that. And, you know, it's, even with lavender being a weird flavor for me, that was a good donut. And I was really happy to eat it for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say that this donut out of the four we tried ranked at the bottom. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it wasn't good. For sure. It does not mean it wasn't good. Just because something's ranked at the bottom doesn't mean it's not good. This was, this, wow. This is beyond good. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you ever do go there and get this one, smell it. Actually, just smell every donut you get there. Because when I smelled this one, I felt relaxed. Like when, yeah. I, when, I, when I do when I smell tea, I felt relaxed. There's something about the sense about these donuts that change your mood, change your attitude. And this one just kind of relaxed me. I was like, just calm, popping this tea donut in my mouth, you know. And with the pepper, the interesting thing was you kind of have to – either they have to put a little bit more than what they're putting for you mm-hmm. to actually taste that pepper in the effects. But if you kind of like chew on the grounds, yeah. you can kind of get that spark in your mouth yeah. through it. I, I, mean, I mean, other than that, it wasn't really an issue. I mean, my suggestion is – Sprinkle a little more, maybe, you know, or if they don't just chew the grounds a little bit, you know, and you get that like popping spark in your mouth with the pepper and it just kind of helps elevate that finish. And so with this one, still good. It's at the bottom, but it's still very good. And all I'm going to say about this place is, wow, just, I, it definitely exceeded expectations. Um, I don't know about you, but this is definitely a place I, w- I will come back to. I will, I will with cravings, even with my cravings, I will go back there because I am just driven by every aspect of this place, by even the story behind how they got started. Because this guy, Benny, he started this business as a donut delivery business first, like yeah. out of his garage, you know, and it was a little bit recent before that. Yeah. And just being a recent graduate student, you know, making the shop, making everything his own, you know, having that do it your own mentality to the food and the quality that goes behind it and the care that they have for their employees. And shout out to Heather, who is even off the clock, willing to take some time with me to answer some of these questions about it. And wow, it's just, it's just a blooming business right now. It's, it's great. It's great. Definitely on my recommendations list. So if you have the chance, go there. Go yeah. there, guys. Yeah. Big thank you to all the people who suggested it. I'm pretty sure there was more than one. Omero's, I, I think, one of Omero, them. Omero, Cassidy, yeah. Kyle Miller. I, I, I heard your suggestion, man. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you, you know. And, you know, a few people have that in mind, too. I remember uh, Chris Roth really likes that place. Hmm. So I, it wasn't like a straight-up suggestion, but I know he, he threw it out there. Um, but, you know, just shout out to all of you who, who threw it out. It was quite a few of you that overlap. And it was funny because this was the only one where, you know, people mentioned that, you know, was the same mention, you know, found in common. No other restaurant was 
commonly mention, you know. Yeah, of the three. Right. This yeah. is the one that stood out the most. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's phenomenal place. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts on that? Or? Man, I think we said it. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> it was great. We did. But just to wrap up a little bit, Lars, um, remember, guys, we have a Facebook page. Twitter page has gone up. Follows us on Snapchat, or actually just add us, but follow us on Twitter, and then give us a like on Facebook. You know, we'll be posting, you know, stuff to come, things we're working on, you know, what's new, and then also email us suggestions, comments, you know, feedback, you know. There's already been little changes going on, you know. We changed one of our segment names because of, uh, you know, because of feedback. Yeah. You know, we went to Benny's Donuts because of feedback. We looked at a thesaurus because of my mom's feedback. (laughs) Exactly. We start using a thesaurus now. But feedback, guys, because that's that's what's going to help us, you know, make this, you know, our own. Make this unique. Make this easier to connect with you guys. So remember, email beaverbitescorvallis at gmail.com. And then for those of you who like using social media, Twitter at beavbites. So just B-E-A-V. B-I-T-E-S, and then Snapchat, Bieber Bites, and then on Facebook, just also Bieber Bites. But other than that, guys, we want to hear your suggestions. Where should we go next? Those are my final thoughts for this episode. Lars, anything to add before we close it out? Well, I, I think that's it, except for, you know, big go beeves. Yeah, and, you know, guys, keep listening. Share us with your friends, your family, you know, coworkers. You know, we're, we are on different platforms now, which is another thing I forgot to mention. Ooh, so yeah. big ones we're on is Spotify. We are also on Stitcher. Again, you can still use the Anchor app. We are on Google Podcasts also. We're still waiting to hear back from Apple Podcasts, but we will also post the other podcast platforms we have available for you guys on our Facebook page and on Twitter and on Snapchat. So look into that. With you guys, you know, as always, you know, it's awesome to just be able to share with this, you know, you know, stay tuned with us, you know, and look forward to that next episode, which is coming in two weeks from this upcoming Sunday, which will be January 27th. So January 27th is the new release of this episode. Two weeks from then, expect that third episode. As always, guys, thank you for joining us. I'm Miguel Morales, joined here by Lars Gunderson. And I just want to say, have an awesome week, awesome couple of weeks, and go Beavs. Go Beavs.